Uh, but yeah, on to ReZero because we watched all three of those episodes, though. Yo, ReZero's fucking lit, though. Yeah, it's okay. ReZero's like Game of Thrones level with the, like, the fucking surprises. Yeah, I think it's better than One Piece. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think everything's better than One Piece. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Not everything. Everything we talk about, it's like, ah, it's definitely better than One Piece. Not everything we talk about. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Herbal Synergy, the shop. I'm your host, Synergy, with me, my co-host, as always, every day, every week, every hour, uh, and he, yeah, um, Herbe. What up? Hey, how you doing, Herbie? I'm doing swell today. Doing swell? Hey, what's up, man? What you, what you up to? Oh, usual. Over here. Making the do what it do, baby. I kind of feel like your flavor is better than mine, so I'm gonna go ahead and give you mine's first. Cool? Sure thing, boss hog. Damn. Alright, my flavor is coming out of Jujutsu Kaisen. And it is when Yuji asks for a retrial. The, um, whatever the fucking spirit thingy is. Excuse me. <laughs> whatever the Shikigami? Yeah, sure. That's what it is. A Shikigami. Is it? Yep. It's when it um asked him about the the murders that that just happened in that one incident where they're trying to rescue Gojo. And Yeah, it's the Shibuya incident. Mm-hmm. And Yuji was just like, Yep, I did it. I'm not gonna deny it. I'm not running from it. Yeah. I like that. I, I don't know why I like that, but I liked it. Mm, but he didn't kill nobody, though, so... He didn't. But he feels oh. like he did. Yeah. Loser. Damn. But, uh... Anyhow... Um... Yeah, I had quite a few. Uh, one that struck me as funny... Was when Goku was like, uh... <laughs> yeah. Super he, freaky he mode? Does, yeah, super face... Freaky face mode. Freaky eyebrow mode. <laughs> yeah. Which he has no room to fucking talk because of his Super Saiyan 3 form. Yeah, when was the last time he used that, though? Um, when he was fighting Beerus. Actually, no, 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 no. I'm a liar, I'm a liar, liar. He used it in the Tournament of Power. I don't even remember that. So, like, when he first went Ultra Instinct and lost all his stamina, he was fighting Kefla and going through the Super Saiyans as the stamina, he regained stamina, which was really weird, like... You're regaining stamina to transform again while you're using a transformation, like the highest transformation you can at the level. So how are you still accumulating enough energy to go to a higher transformation? But he went from one to two to three, back down to two, back up to three, and then to God, I think. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Well, anyhow, that was my moment, one of the moments. I had some other ones. Honorable mentions. I just decided to go with that one because they're all equally funny to me. But yeah. Vegeta got all so, about her. It's, it's ultra ego. You fools, ultra ego. But yeah. So, 
I guess we can start off with Super then. Uh, hey. Chapter 78, Gaseous Wist. So. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, really, all that happened this chapter was Gas wished the same thing that uh, Granola wished for. And therefore, Gas became the strongest in the universe by presumably aging. It looks like he used the less of his life because he just, like, grew up. I don't know the terms and condition the gases wish, wish, but really, I think he's only winning because everyone's gassed. Yeah, that too. Um, maybe they did it based off of him not being well, because they they all I guess they all lost stamina, and and granola was supposed to be the strongest, but if he lost a bunch of stamina, then that's probably. His strength is a little bit less than the stamina that he lost, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Now, that could be it, too. Now, Goku decides he's going to stall this guy because Vegeta has one more sense of being, and Goku being the considerate person sometimes that he is, was like, I already had one, so you go find your armor and eat the other one. And then you can take him with your freaky eyebrow mode. Yeah. Yeah, some other stuff, too, was... um, You, you find a backstory how Granola... He didn't know that they actually killed his parents. To, uh, well, killed his mother. And he was working for him the whole time. Because, um... What's his name? Gas or somebody thought... No, uh, Elect thought he would be a, a great specimen to have. Because he made a name for a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And so he was still a kid too. Yeah, he was still a little kid. So, uh, yeah, that that happens, and Granola's all mad, and upset about that. But they're like, "You did what you had to do to live." And then so, um, what happens is, Gas he he hits my man with a, a spear that like pins Granola to, in like four points of his body to a little wall thing. I was like, man. And then he waits down. Goku was getting ready to slice him up. And Granola gets free. That's That was that was cool. But yeah. Other than that, nothing really happened. Vegeta got to send you Bean and uh, gave it to Granola so so he could fight. That was surprising. Turn of events. I was like, oh, man. Like, they're really like, pushing um, Vegeta's like, Vegeta. redemption. Yeah. Yeah. They've been so trying to push like, it since, like, the Tournament of Power, I think. Before then. Uh, it's been... I don't, I don't know if they were pushing it in um, Dragon Ball Z, per se. Yeah, they was. Because um, what happened was he made the wish. He was like, yeah, make sure all the good people come back. And then he uh, lost his halo and got reborn. So I was like, oh, okay. Cause he, cause you think about it, he gave up his life so that he could stop the monstrosity of Boo that he actually helped create. So it kind of started there. Yeah, I mean, but like, the weird thing is, he only really did it so he can fight Goku. He didn't really care yeah. about Boo. Yeah, he didn't. 
But um, he he tried to stop Boo though. So and then yeah, and if you think about it too, when he did the whole Earthlings need to fight for themselves and shouldn't shouldn't depend on us, that scene too was one of the ones where he kind of was like, yeah, you guys gotta save yourself. Pretty much what he did with Granola here. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been a long time. It's, it's more prevalent now versus back then or you have more the, pro- definitive... the problem with that is they're the reasons people keep showing up <laughs> yeah they're gonna show up anywhere they go though exactly so when it wouldn't even matter <laughs> but yeah so yeah that's it for super not much there stay tuned next month for granola versus gas yeah, that should be a nice one. And then I'm sure Goku uh, will find a way to win this fight. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't write these things. But yeah, so uh, I guess do a quick synopsis of Boruto, because I'm sure you didn't read it. No, didn't read it. Here's getting good, never though. Never read it. Oh, yeah, it's been good. You just refuse to... Give stuff a chance because you have your mind made up on, on things. Give stuff a chance. Refuse to give stuff a chance. Sir, I read up to what fucking episode was I, did I leave off off, off on? Oh, I, I ain't watching. It's better to read, my dude. I was reading. I was reading with you until I stopped. Yeah. Where is Boruto? Here it is. I read up yeah. to chapter 61. 60. Chapter 60. Mm-hmm. Well, you know you're nine episodes behind. No, I'm not, because there's only 64 chapters out. I know. I was making a facetious point. Mm. But uh, anyhow, quick synopsis. Somehow, Boruto's able to control himself while using uh, Momoshiki's power. But somehow, it's like... It's kind of like... I can equate it to having a somewhat of a nine tails. Um, Cause he uses his power, but it's not all the way his power yet. So there's like, yeah, coach, like that's interesting that you had that power and you're still a vessel and they fight and code uses his, his teleportation technique on Boruto's body, which is, was cool. Cause he like came out with, with the claws and he, um, like stop the shadow clones from hitting him and stuff. It's a nice, nice looking fight. Um, but somehow the meds that he was taking allowed him to fight off Momoshuki. And uh, my man Shikamaru is joining the fight because he's like Naruto. We have to go too. We can't, uh, since you don't have Karama anymore, just can't let you go out. So um, yeah, then we find a little bit more about Code's technique. It's physical chakra mixed with his blood. So like, uh, Boruto can't actually absorb it in that form so that was cool learned that now i read a little something about naruto using sage mode and saying he can last a little longer in sage mode now yeah here's my thing and here was my thing before since he made friends with kuruma and now since he's missing kuruma can't he just do what jiraiya did with the two elder toads he can, but that was the reason why Jiraiya used the toads was because um, he couldn't really gather the the energy for that. Without... No, no, no. It was 
It was because you can't gather it while you're fighting. Yeah, that too. But he he was better apt at um. Like he he never really got that form down. Is what I'm trying to say. Like yeah, Naruto no, has like a Naruto, better mastery. Yeah, like Naruto can definitely utilize the two toads now. He could. But he it I don't see why though because um. He could just use the sage energy like he's been doing. Well, that's so like he can. It's basically so he can just stay in that form throughout the whole fight, so it's not timed. Yeah. But still, it, at this point, it doesn't really make a difference. Well, without Kurma, I think it, it would make all the difference. Like you, you would need uh, Sage Mode to make up the difference. Uh, boy, Naruto got it. He know right. what he doing. Yeah, Yo, you're so you're so rebellious. <laughs> Nah, he know he what doing. do you mean, bro? He's Naruto took a huge power hit. Like he needs Sage Mode. Like he cannot do regular shit. He got Sage Mode. That's what I'm saying. Like he needs like the permanent access of Sage Mode. Nah, my boy know what he doing. Oh my god. Alright, moving on. And who who to say that them frogs still alive? Hmm? Listen, if that old if the older frog that came up with the prophecy was still alive, I'm sure those two are still alive too. What if he's not? What if they all did? What if someone came there and wiped them all out because they're like, we don't want Naruto getting that sage mode? Those like are that, unknowns, so. unknowns. Right now, as far as we know, because they haven't shown or told about them dying, that they're alive and he can use them. But they, but since we haven't seen them, how can we be sure that they're actually alive? Because anyone who's dead, we've seen them die. Not always. Oh my god. Good proceed. Proceed. Moving yeah. on. Yeah, so Naruto goes into stage mode and locates Boruto, which he should have did when he first disappeared. I don't know why they waited three chapters to do this. Um then Boruto faints at the fighting code with Kawaki. Don't know what's happening. But yeah. So that's it. Mm. Alrighty, so what do we got left? Uh, Chosen. I'll do a little recap on Chosen, I guess. Um, chapter 3 of Chosen was kind of just... Uh, it was really nothing special. It was like a guy... um, Homeboy... To what was it? Tokyo? Mm -hmm. What was his name? Tokyo? Tokyo! He's like still trying to adjust to like having his face and his friend was like yo you can't go to school until you like revert back to normal so he's like he pretended to have a fever to get a few days off but he was worried about the um his friend because he wasn't answering his phone and when he went over and he was asking what he should do and the friend flipped on him for no reason he was just like just go and figure shit out yourself for once and he was like i'm sorry i'm pathetic i just but, wanted to make yeah, sure he said okay. worry about yourself Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's just like, I just wanted a, wanted your help, but um, I hope you feel better, or like, I'm glad you're doing better. Bye. And goes away. And like, the guy kind of like apologizes to him, to himself. Because like, he doesn't say it to him, but he says it. He's like, I'm sorry. And like, they start thinking about what he said, like, um, 
this can't get out that you became a chosen and like how you became a chosen might get the wrong people looking. So we flash forward to the long neck guy and the guy that gave him the three syringes, I guess he was, was questioning where the other two went. And he's like, I'm not going to become more scum by talking to you. I can already tell you you're going to kill me anyway. And he ends up killing him and boom. Now we're just left with thinking chapter four or five, Tokyo is going to figure out how to look normal. Maybe. Yeah. I also did think it was um, uh, Azuma, was, was, it was curious. Like I, had, I had a couple of thoughts, actually, because um, he was like, yeah, what did you desire most or something? Because he was like, I think that Terence turns you into the Trojan that you desire most to be or something, and he wanted to be a vulture, uh, uh, Tokyo. He's like, yeah, I guess that was just a pleasant memory, so I'm wondering what was Azuma's memory as to why he didn't get any like other sort of physical change. Because hmm. he could have just, his memory could have been like, I just want to be normal or not have there was super speed or no strength or anything. So I don't know. I uh, thought that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know either. Do you want to um, do Jujutsu or Tower of God now? Uh, we could do a little Jujutsu. Yeah. So this was this was cool because we kind of got a history of domains. Um, Higurama, he has a Shikigami and he uses a domain to span to this right off the bat. And his domain, there's no violence in his domain. And we find that domains were more common in the past and they weren't always deadly. They were more so just to force people to use a set of rules and and obey. Uh, so we find that that constructing a domain uh, is meant to to be lethal, requires immense skill. So that's why it kind of died out, like the lethality of the domains. So that was cool, and then. My man Yuji goes on on the stand, and he has three options where he can silence, confess, or denial, and they find him guilty. So, so then the fight starts ensuing, and Hargaramo's gavel he can make it disappear and reappear. And it's funny because this man learned all this stuff in twelve days from becoming awakened, and he's comparable to a grade one sorcerer. Yeah, he's a genius. Yeah. So I was like, man, that that's cool. But it kind of makes and me feel like um, learning that stuff about the domain, that like Yuji can actually do a domain. He just has, he's going about it with the wrong approach now. Yeah. I mean, if he, if he, if he had a domain, I would say he would do something like a domain where you have to fight, but you can't kill. Or, or a domain where where you have to submit to get out or something along those lines. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, he, Yuji gets hit like a confiscation, and because Yuji doesn't have a curse technique, it took away his cursed energy. So he just fight him off of sheer 
physical prowess. I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's very null and void. Like that's very contradictory when it comes to that guy's domain because a lot of times in like a court situation, you get off on a technicality, and since technically Yuji doesn't have techniques, he should have been free from that consequence. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't make the rules of the domain. It kind of just does that way. Something has to be taken away, and, and that was probably the only thing that they could take away. Hmm. So, so yeah. And this is when Yuji is like, oh, I, I, I want a retrial. <laughs> and he gets a retrial. Right before he got smashed by a giant fucking mallet. Yeah. And then the guy's like, oh, I I can't drag this out too long. This guy's incredibly strong. Yeah, and then so he gets a retrial. And he's like, yeah, I did it. He's like, I killed all those people. Um, I won't deny it. Yeah. And then they start, they start fighting, and they have flashback to... A person asking Hikaromo if he wants to be the judge. He says he doesn't want to. He says people are weak and ugly. And then they find out that the evidence gets submitted beforehand. And Hikaromo knew about Sukuna. And then Yuji says, I killed him because I was too weak to stop Sukuna. And then he's like, oh, okay. This, you're, you're something about you's different. He had a you moment. He's like, this points. guy's all right. Yeah. He's like, you can use my 100 points. Put your clothes on. So, Let's have a seat. Yeah. And then you end with Hakuramo killing some people. So I was like, ooh, okay. Can't wait till the next episode. Comes out tomorrow, I think. I don't know. I don't keep up with this stuff. Wow. Yeah. Right. Tower of God. Yeah, so in this installment, Tower of God, Season 2, Episodes uh, 183 to 190, Bam goes towards this red goo that's dropping down. Yeon, she's like, I'm so calm around Bam, it doesn't make sense. And she's like, Bam, are you scared? And he says, yes. Because it, he seems so invincible. And then Evan is questioning why they would make a Slayer nominee compete against another Slayer nominee. And uh, the copy that Sachi was fighting disappears. And then Sachi's like, oh, I feel like something bad's about to happen. And Daniel and Hopin talk. They start to fight. He tells Daniel uh, he's going to become whole and use the, the souls on the train as energy. And then he's going to see Rowan cut of the spell and then eat her again. And then he stabs Daniel. Sachi, Aka, and Boro show up and rescue Daniel. Hokuin wants them to kill himself in order to save Daniel. Sachi says uh, he'll die but spare the other two. And then Bam makes a grand entrance. My it man says Bam. enough. Yeah, it says enough with the games. And then Kun is attacked right before the exit. And Rachel shows up to fight Khan. And then Rack and the crew shows up. And apparently man Khan had been locking pipeways to lead them to him. And Rack was like, I was gonna kill kill a turtle if if it wasn't a teammate that was doing that. 
<laughs> so I was like, I was like, oh, that that's smart thinking leads him right to him. Genius. He was like, well, a fucking genius, bro. Yeah, he was like, yeah, the odds of leaving leaving the stuff there. I figured it was gonna be our teammates that found us, and he was right. He wasn't wrong. And then Cun comes up with a plan to avoid fighting. It's a coin toss between him and Rachel. And then you flash back to Bam Group. And Bam asks him what he did to lose his title as Slayer. And then he says, I killed a billion people. And I was like, man, a billion. That's it. I think, I feel like if anything, that should have entitled you to Slayer. <laughs> yeah. But Fug is not... Fug is portrayed as a really bad company, but they're not. They're like vigilantes. They don't have a problem yeah. with the tower. They just have a problem with the ruler of the tower, Jihad. Yeah, the system that is in place. Yeah, so I think the title Slayer is a person that is going to oppose Jihad. Jihad versus actually killing people. Which I think Bam will probably make a good Slayer because he doesn't want to kill people. He just wants what's right for people. So, um, the Hoquin says his legend will begin again with the cutting of Bam's throat. And he starts swinging at Bam's throat and my man Bam stops it like Goku stopped Trunks' sword. He's like, psh. And he's like, I can't let you on the loose anymore, Hoquin. You can't run rampant in this world. And then we find out Mr. White is actually from the Airy family, which is known for swords and such and then, Bain, then Daniel tells Bam he has to defeat Ho Quinn before round three and the spell will activate and kill everyone on board if uh, he doesn't defeat him and train whole spirits of the dead and then we flash back to Kun's group and he flips a coin and leaves it up to the gods <laughs> so Kun wins the coin toss and then Rachel cries foul, says he rigged it. Rachel tells him to flip again. And if he, uh, he wins, she'll tell him about everything. He wants to know about Bam, her past, and what happened before they came there, and Bam's true identity. So Rachel flips it. It's tails. Kun says uh, the best two out of three. It's like, we can't just leave it off the first one which was interesting. Um, I don't know why you did a coin toss anyway. Because Kung uh, is Kung, bro. Yeah. So so he did that. And this is when Horaquin's like, oh. He said, Kung fixed the first round. And she says, luck was in the second round. And the third round, Rat gets to toss a coin. Like I think Horaquin knew that Kung had a sleight of hand trick going on with... The lighthouse or whatever he did. I was like, it's like, okay, yeah, I can see that. So they toss rackets cost to toss a coin. I think it's funny, he was like, How shall I toss this to make this land heads, turtle? And he's like, just, just like, toss this. It. But like, how do I make sure you win? <laughs> yeah. And then so uh Flash Bam. Oh uh, well, no. Nah. Yeah, Cun had made it so that, like, the one had no choice but to be three. Like, he sat down, orchestrated a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so if Rachel would have won the first toss, <laughs> then she might have already won, but she didn't. So then we flash back to Bam, 
and he plans on using the sword to get the souls out of uh, White's body. Everyone launches a combo attack, but doesn't matter because Hoquin already absorbed the souls, and the plan failed. And then we find that Hoquin had set up Rowan for a fall, and was targeting him from the get go because he, you kind of had an ominous feeling about them, I suppose. And the last clone is in the room with the prince. The prince is like, what's that over there? I see them. And then so everyone finally gathers in the meeting room. And uh, Bam tells Kun about White and the situation that's going on. And uh, I guess I should have said, uh, yeah, they won the last coin flip. So, so then they decide to join in the game. Well, the game uh, starts, and um, the, well, the clone shows up, and that's the whole spiel. And then she decides to join in the game, and decides to help whoever she feels like. And this game's called Go to Hell, and you have to either save people, um, yeah, you have to save the people, or forsake the hostage. And there's submarines that feed them into a, a giant goop that's gonna melt them at the bottom. Now, with the amount of chapters you read, do you actually see the conclusion of this game? Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Keep, keep on. No, I don't. I don't know about the conclusion. Oh, but, um, fucking piece of shit. But I, I see. I see where it goes to because Bam wants to save everybody, but he might not have enough money. Mm. So I think the other clones gonna jump in and help. But anyhow, back to my synopsis. So the submarines have hostage, one hostage at a time, and they go down the slide. And you might hit the boiling substance before it's too late. And while you're doing this, you can fight on the way down to save the hostage along the way. And you can, there's certain gates you can open with dollars, but the closer you get to the bottom, the less dollars you need to open the gate. And they can raise and lower the height of the boiling substance and the timing of the freeing with points. And Rachel and Connor are, are chosen as operators to either raise the boiling liquid or open the submarine. So, yeah. So Bam wants to save everyone, but he won't have enough dollars. Then we flash to the engineer and he tells the princess, Yuriha, the the deal and the Slayer identity and all the other stuff. He thinks he's got her. But my man Evan has a surprise. He's like, oh, I got these glasses that, re that record and send. And he sends away stuff to... That you thought it was just a gag reel and he was just eating popcorn pretending to watch a 3D movie. But no, this bitch records. <laughs> yeah. So, um... But so he's like, oh, you can't record it. They care. Nothing gets out. And he's like, ask me where you're wrong. Because we're connected to the Infinite Eye, the Lighthouse Opera, Repelista re Jihad. Yeah, so then it starts, bam. He waits till 30 to save the prince, and then we get White's backstory, how he's the monarch in the outer town with a different culture, unaware of the existence of the inner tower in Jihad, and had their own nations with kings. And he killed a corrupt king to seize his power, and then he left his kingdom to one of his closest followers, and then... Corruption happened, happened again. And then eventually he took the poor people away from the corrupt people 
and made the countries fight each other. So I was like, oh man, that's a bad guy. And then Bam gets so angry with bloodlust. So uh, one of Hoquin's people gets in submarine and Bam saves him. I'm like, oh, Bam, just, you yeah, I just gotta let people die. And Bam said he's gonna save everyone. Bam's too nice, and, man. Yeah. And he's, uh, he won't let them be sacrificed. And he says, Yeah, and then we flash to Rachel and Khan, and, and Khan's like, "Oh, well." He's like, "I'm too too nice. Being too nice is not good for my heart," <laughs> which is also funny. And and Khan's like, "Well, I'm gonna follow Bam's orders from here on out." So he's like, "Because he was talking to Rachel, he's like, well, you could have raised the, the boiling liquid and killed Bam in it in this instance, but you didn't do it.'" And she's like, "Yeah." She's like, you already know how this is going to play out, what Bam's going to do, and this, that, and the other. And Khan's like, I'll follow Bam and leave everything up to him. And so it's like, this way, you it's like you'll be losing to Bam if if you lose. And then Bam tells Ho Quinn the meaning of what sacrifice is for him. And Yuriha starts fighting a fug ranker, and she uses, like, uh, Senshu punches. Kind of reminds me of um, white guys... Doran or whatever it was with the air punches mm-hmm. yeah and he survives and then we find there's a purple Dementor and even the higher up rankers fear the purple Dementor so that's where I got that's where it ended yeah how you feeling about it you know I think it's it's better than One Piece uh, so far it that's took a fair. little while to get in there that's fair. Um yeah. I see you feeling that way. That's fair. Yeah, it's it's way better than One Piece. Too much. Maybe it's just enough. No, that was too much. <laughs> you're too you're you're too much. Whatever, man. Um Yeah, uh Tower God, it's actually where you're at is kinda ironic because where me and um Clutch are at right now is it's it, it i can't really say to you but like it's it's funny that you're where you're at and we're where we're at you could i don't care i don't care about nothing nope not doing it don't care hey sota san or ota san all right one episode of urumichi because i forgot to watch the next two yep so, Life Lessons Uromichi, Long Hot Summer. I like this episode anyway. Yeah, that was a good one. Kids are hilarious. It's like, my man was actually freezing when he was trying to look unbothered the whole time. He was fucking freezing cold. He was a champ boy. <laughs> yeah, so they, they had to, for this, they had to shoot a, a music video in the middle of winter. And they wanted to smash a watermelon for some reason, but it's out of season, so they decided to, to paint it. Yeah, paint, yeah, a paint gourd. a gourd. <laughs> and they're in. And he's looking like a psycho. He's like, better idea. How about I smash your head to the bunny, and everyone's just praying for him. Yeah, he's like, don't act like I'm already dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so that happens. Um, yeah, the rabbit got punched. <laughs> well, well, I think he choked him inside the suit. 
I thought he was just touching his neck with the cold hands. Yeah, I thought he... I think in one, he, he like, touched his neck or choked him or something. And then I think that the other one, he, like, pinched his cheek. Mm. And then, yeah. And then the other one, uh, <laughs> they had to play in water and, and shoot with the... <laughs> Yeah, the I nerf like, stuff. I like how the bear was like missing with the water gun, and then like the bunny is like, "If I hit him, he'll kill me. If I hit him, he'll kill me. If I hit him, he kill me." Proceeds to splash him in the face. Yeah. I think that's where the uppercut came. It did, and he because it was funny because um, the bear guy, he's an archer, <laughs> shot. He was an archer, and um, he like artfully missed him and the bear and then the bunny guy was a high jumper and he couldn't high jump out the way of the uppercut so nope. they made uh parallels to that and um the director said like this would be the part where we uh look in amazing fireworks but uh we don't have the butcher for that so we'll just cg it so pretend to look happy and i'm just like in my head i was like wouldn't cg be more money than fireworks yeah I was so confused. I was like, wait. And everyone was like, couldn't you just CG the whole thing? <laughs> like, And then I'm still like, like but no budget. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, so... Um, so that happened, and... Uh, Ikateru comes down with a cold. <laughs> and this was my, my, other, my other thing I had. Um, is it the kids or before they go out there? The the kids, because one of the kids is like, he's like, oh. So for oh. attention. And then the other yeah. girl was like, that's a toxic character trait. No, no, before that, it was like one of the kids was like, oh, it's like, oh, they finally fired him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. And then so, so yeah, then one of the kids was like, yeah, that's his t- bacteria comes out and, um, that's when the kid talks about the toxic character trait. I was like, damn. He was just doing it for attention. Yeah. And then he was like, um. Calls him a loser and then says, uh, he. He could have, he could have just won, but instead he chose pedal yeah. rivalry instead. And the kid was like, that was blunt. And then the girl was like, this guy's ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, pedal rivalry when he could have conquered everything. And then they finally go out drinking. I actually and, did like one of the quotes that came out in this episode and got it was um the guy who got sick was apologizing to Uramichi, but like it seemed forced and Uramichi was like if you're not doing it for you you don't need to try so hard yeah i was like oh okay i mean i didn't think yeah. about it it's not that good of a quote because like if you're doing it for someone you should give it your all but you know <laughs> maybe that's how you feel on the inside i don't know Maybe, but uh, anyhow, yeah, they they go out for drinks and she. Uh, what what did I have to see here? Yeah, they want a stand in or something, or they were supposed to have a stand in. I think the kids kind of, um, they knew it wasn't who it was supposed to be and they were like, oh, we want the other guy. This guy sucks for some reason. We just can't tell why. Yeah, before like, that, damn. before that, they were like, he was like, um, what, 
if I try my best to play Kumau, will people respect me? Or Michi's like, I won't. It's like, didn't think so. <laughs> and then, yeah. so he tried and failed. And like, they, they could tell he was like a little taller, blah, blah, blah. He wasn't like a cheerful character. And he came back out and it was like, ah, damn it. I'm just going to be me. I'm like, is that the bunny's head on the bear's body? Yeah, that messed the kids all up. <laughs> I was like, dang. Yeah, back to back to the drinking. They, she calls herself a dumpster fire, and she and she's like, I I never thought I'd be a basic thirty year old that would would um, want to imagine herself right now getting married and this stuff. I'm like, dang, that's terrible. But also on the same time, I've I've seen that. I felt that that was real. Mm. So. But yeah, so that was it. Not much of the episode. I would do uh, episode five and six, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, on to ReZero because we watched all three of those episodes, though. Yo, ReZero's fucking lit, though. Yeah, it's okay. ReZero's like Game of Thrones level with the, like, the fucking surprises. Yeah, I think it's better than One Piece. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think everything's better in One Piece? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Not everything. Everything we talk about, it's like, ah, it's definitely better than One Piece. Not everything we talk about. Mm. But yeah. So, Subaru is training with the old guy that was with Catman. Um, Felix. Felix. And we Sword find out with that Will, the I, demon I, swordsman. I don't understand why or how this was the case, but they were saying that Julius was protecting Subaru. Which one's Julius again? Julius was the knight that challenged him to the duel. Oh yeah, because of the the rigorous training. Um, yeah. And it was just like. I was wondering why Ram was still with Subaru, and like he, you can tell he was still upset about everything, and he seemed very conflicted about like his current situation, but he was being honest about um, about it, and the purple hair, no green hair lady, invited him to drink, and he was like, "Nah, I'm too young to drink." She was like, "Then just have water." So we find out that oh, Cruz Crochet, her name's Crochet. Yes. And I was wondering why Miss Crochet was helping Subaru, and it turns out she was contracted to do so by Emilia to like help him recover until he's fully healed. And I'm just like, Subaru is still trying to get to Emilia, but he's not thinking about apologizing for what he said. I was like, yo, bro, like, you should be thinking about apologizing. You're a piece of shit right now. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, he's just... He has a very foolish and stubborn personality sometimes. And he just yeah. doesn't want to be understanding about, like, anything. But... Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, so I also had some notes here. Mm -hmm. uh, he goes to town to shopkeeper and dig into that spat because... He's like, he was like talking at Subaru, but he was also talking for like effect of 
of the people around saying that people, even though she's a great girl, people won't give her a chance because she's an elf. But I don't think he feels that way about that. But he also, also he also said like, why would I trust her? Yeah, I mean she would she did return your daughter to him, so mm-hmm. I mean. Then yeah. um, I think this is like when Subaru decides that he's gonna go back, and like they can't sleep. I think this is where I'm talking about. I should write better notes, but you um, should. what was going on? What was going on? This Rem. Is, Rem um, is her name. The healing gate. Yeah. yeah, Rem like leaned on his back and like, started healing him and. Yeah, I think I was, he was starting before to... that. It was, yeah, <laughs> before that was when Felix was healing him, and I, I, I thought that was gonna be my other moment when when they kind of had him in a sandwich. I was like, oh, look at you go, Subaru and Rim. <laughs> but so. in this one, it was just um Rem because they decided to head back, and they couldn't sleep, so she put him to sleep. And admitted his feeling, her feelings to him, but like he was already fast asleep, and like he was, he, she got him blushing a little, but mm. like he finally passed out and she ditched him. Yeah. But like Amelia is not hopeless without Subaru. I don't know where he gets this um, misconception on like he's everything. That's what he wants to be. He wants to be like uh. Visa, you know, everywhere you where she is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but the, the whole reason they left was because Rem sensed the trouble with Rom for a split instant. Yeah, and then it fleeted and disappeared, and then they didn't know. And then like Subaru shows up into the village where like he was with all the kids and everything, and like everyone's dead. There's like a pile of burnt bodies. He's freaking out. He runs to the castle. Um, Ren is dead on the front lawn. And you see her mace or whatever the thing's called. Yeah. He runs into castle. Yeah, he runs into the castle and Rom's dead with a kid in his arms. And he finds a secret passageway that's like frozen in ice. And I'm pretty sure that's Amelia who did that. I don't know if she's dead. I just think he can't reach her because he keeps... He died. He froze to death when he touched the um, handle and stood down there yeah. too long. And then, boom. He wakes up. It's reincarnated. And he just loses his fucking mind. Yep, goes comatose. And this this is where I'm very confused. Um, why did he lose his mind? Like, you actually, you were at the worst possible outcome that could have happened when you went back there shouldn't you have been happy you died and like got a chance to prevent it well it's it's funny you say that because the one guy was like why are you acting like you lost your mind (laughs) yeah yeah so he could not he might not have lost it but then he might have are you talking about the um the slothson yeah I like that guy I can't wait till we get to him (laughs) Yeah, but I, I, that's I later on. You yeah, can, you can I really like him. Synopsis. I really found him fucking annoying at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
Oh my god. What did I even try to write there? I, I know what I meant to say, but holy shit. Anyways. Yeah. He should so, so I'm thinking like he should be used to dying, but okay. Um we figure out they're witch cultists. And they stole Rom's horn, because um, Rem goes back without him. No. I'm remembering wrong. Yeah. Oh, help me out, Irby. <laughs> Alright, so I guess a little bit before that, um You kinda of find a cringy action Rom what a Subaru is to her and it's like kinda of like a massive service, but it's like it's more like a woman views loves a man. You know, so she kinda of sees the feelings there and she just says Subaru is special to her. And she likes spending time with Subaru. And um they go and they get stopped by the the horn. Um, they get stopped by the the hoods, the witch's cult, sloth man. And then he's like, "I like like his eyes or something." And then so they they attack and they capture him and then they shackle him up and in the cave. And he's like, "Why do you pretend your mind is broken?" Then Rem shows up to save Subaru in the lair, and Bro. sloth. Sloth freezes Rem, and then I thought he snapped her neck, but apparently before she was that, still alive. Before that, before that, we're going to get to that. Before that. So, dude goes, all right. We find out that they stole Rem's horn, because, like, when they both show up there, Rem's trying to protect uh, Subaru. And then they finally abduct him, and we meet the Sloth Sin. His name is Petal Goose, something like that. Petal Goose. And he, uh, yeah, he asked, um, he asked if Subaru was pride, the pride sin. And it fucking confused me. I should have looked up the meaning of that, but I looked up the meaning of sloth sin, and sloth sin literally means failure to do what one should do. So that's pretty much what he meant when he said the dragon horse thingy died. Like, the dragon horse job is to bring someone from one spot to another and since he couldn't do it he failed to do something he was meant to do it was the definition of sloth and then yeah. like he's trying to figure out why the hell Subaru was acting like he lost his mind and he was like I'm treating you so kindly and I'm like but you have him chained up <laughs> but yeah. here's a line that he said that I really like because then he, he did that thing to Rem and twisted her up and fuck it, it was brutal. It was fucking brutal. I just like I didn't. I almost felt that. I was like, oh my god, Rem, no. And then he goes to Subaru with my arms, with my fingers. It was you. It was you. It was you. And I was like, bro, that voice actor fucking delivered that line <laughs> really well. The way he was blaming yeah. Subaru for like Rem dying. But, like, then the way he treated Rem, I was like, oh, my God, why are you going so far, dude? Why is she floating? Why did you twist? Oh, my God. And then, like, Rem wasn't dead and was crawling the Subaru because she wanted to save him and, like, use the little bit of magic she had left to free him. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So Subaru picks up um, Rem and carries her to the castle. And, like, you can tell his mind wasn't, he was, yeah, I think Petal Goose was right. He wasn't. His mind wasn't gone because he remembered his name. But I don't recall him actually saying his own name, so how did he know him? 
I don't know. And then that big um furry creature, I thought it was Puck in the end. It it sounded like Puck. It did, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like and if you actually watch the credits and watch Subaru and Rem, you see their body freeze over. I don't know if you actually watched the credits. I did. Did you see that um uh, what the voice was like, yeah, the voice says, sleep along with my daughter, and like, cuts off his head, <laughs> or something. Or yeah, that, it was just, like, and that's when I thought it was Puck. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And the next episode was no different. I'm like, what is going on in this shit, bro? <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just hitting you back and forth. Like, where'd Pedal Goose come from? Who's the big fucking creature? Is that Puck? Who's Puck's daughter, if that's Puck? Who is that? Why... Oh my god, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And like, it's bothering me that I don't know what's going on because I have to wait a week to even fucking talk about it and see it. Damn. So, um, then I get really confused in the third episode after he comes back again because like, the beginning shouldn't have changed much because it's where he starts over. But then we find the shady merchant guy. For the first time. And I'm just like, how have you not run into him? Like, he has been coming here every time the last well, couple... It, it's, a little, it's a little different because he actually goes for, um... Goes to help, ask for help this time for a uh, crochet. And then she's like, well, if I help, Abelia has to drop out. And then... And then I'm like, super... And he super agreed to that. I'm like, you should have no authority to forfeit Amelia's candidacy. He doesn't. But but that's a later theme for uh, later. And she's like, it's not going to do anything different for me if I help or not help. Mm-hmm. So, and then she's kind of like, how do you know this is going to happen? And then it's like, are you part of the witch's whatever? Uh, the witch's cult? So, and then it he, just leads to more questions. Then he devised a plan. He was like, Ram, you go ask the knights for help. I'll go see if I can find help with like the other candidates or some shit like that. And we meet the orange hair lady again, whom he came across Priscilla. before. Yeah. And she seemed like, like you know she was like in it for herself type of person, but she seemed like, okay, I kind of, like, this guy is entertaining enough. Uh, I won't, def- I definitely won't make him lick my feet and then kick him in the face. <laughs> but that's exactly what she does. That's exactly what, like, why'd you tell him to, like, listen, I wouldn't have licked your feet, but like, he was desperate I, enough to lick your foot. I feel like in that she was testing him. It was just a test to put his body. You know, I think I, I think you're right. But like, yeah, she just straight up kicks him and then throws him across the room. And then her knight. I like her knight. I like her knight a lot. He's got like such yeah. a bro vibe. He Subaru d- doesn't have any like resolve. I guess like he is like he doesn't have a backbone. Because I feel like if she if he was like, no, I'm not kissing your feet. I want help. I'm not kissing your feet. She might be like, okay, I respect that. I'll help you now. But he was like, I'll kiss your feet. Whatever it takes. I got to just do it. And she's like, no. He just... She was like, she tells him he doesn't have any loyalty nor devotion. And purple hair and says candidate. Yeah. Do you know her yeah, name? It says it's pig greed. Um, what, Anastasia Hoshi? I guess. The purple hair yeah. one? Yeah. She, yeah. she schooled him. She like fought him. She fought him, but she like she schooled him, 
And I was like, you you have no idea. You're approaching negotiations wrong. Like, you're not, you're laying all your cards on the table. You're just focused on what you want rather than how you can get what you want by offering the other person what you want. And, like, he was so absorbed. And, like, I was amazed by this. I'm like, you were so absorbed in trying to get what you want. You didn't notice that you were surrounded by her people. Yeah. And, um. Like, they were everywhere. It wasn't just like they were behind you. They were fucking everywhere, Irby. Yeah. And she she was like, if you want to convince someone you're righteous, you have to do something to merit it. And she's like, I don't get that sense from you. So I was like, dang. So she's and, right. But like, she gave him a way to get like a a carriage, I guess. And like, they start going, and they run into that one guy that he got to drive him when Rem left him. And like, they were gonna they were just gonna get all the villagers to leave. And I'm wondering, like, how are you going to do that? How are you going to convince people to leave their home? I'm like, I'd love to see this fucking happen. And then the guy to his left disappears, which is actually his right, but, like, from where we're watching it, it's his left. And he goes home and it's like, what happened to the guy right there? There was never a guy there. What are you talking about? We're in the front. And then you see the whale show up that they mentioned an episode ago. That, like, if the whale finds you, you'll be lost forever or some shit like that. And I'm just like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? It's just one thing after another. Like, first it's the cultist, then it's the fucking giant-ass puck-looking thing with a daughter that's dead. And then it's the fucking whale. Like, he's gonna die, I'm assuming. But, like, what the hell is going on? I don't understand right now. <laughs> I don't know what the issue is. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. I was like, okay. Subaru Natsuki. Bro. It's gonna get ate up. That was like... I think those were my favorite three episodes since we started this. Dang. Just like the pure shock factor and like how confused it left me. It left me. Mm-hmm. Fusing. Mm-hmm. But um, you got anything you want to say before we uh wrap this up, Irby? No, dog. I don't have nothing. Nothing to say. Stay in school, kids. Yo, uh, Clutch. Watch ReZero, man. I know you're already thinking about it, but like, I I need you to watch this. I I caught up with ReZero, uh, Tokyo Revengers. You know, I read it. So like, I think I think you should just start watching three episodes a week for us. <laughs> so. So that you're not far. I don't. I just don't want you to get ahead of us, so that you can't say shit and tell me like, "Yo, bro, wait till you get to this episode," because I'm gonna hate that. So I need you to just like catch up and like watch it with us, so we can talk about it. Because oh my god, man, it's it's so good. Ooh. I like it. I love it. I like it. Oh yeah. All right, Irby, I'm about to close this out. Are you sure, anything? Nothing. Nah, I'm good. Alright guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed, like, comment, subscribe, share, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.